Hello Saints, Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom he died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the word of God, regardless of who gets offended or not in Jesus name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. It seems obvious to me, and I believe it should to all believers, that we should use a whole lot more Holy Scripture than we are using. Not that in our speech we use only Holy Scripture, but when we can, increasingly as we are memorizing and meditating upon the Word of God, we should let God speak for Himself. Notice this book of the law, Joshua 1a, shall not depart from thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. So success in prospering in ministry which every believer is called to do should begin with letting not the words of God depart from our mouths. This is Joshua 1.8. I want to encourage you to memorize this scripture recently. Dear brother and Christ was eager to share. That is the first Bible verse he ever memorized. And while I'm on the subject of memorization, it's amazing how many people who claim to know Christ know all these things, I mean, about the world, about the things of the world. They could name the top five basketball players, baseball players, or quarterbacks in the NFL. And everything, all the details about their favorite college football team. And yet, they can't even memorize and know and learn the first five books of the Bible or the Ten Commandments. They can't quote three scriptures from the King James Bible. What does that tell you, friends, about ourselves? And if that leaves you rebuked, let it be and take it before the Lord in prayer and repentance to ask him to forgive you for setting your affection on the things of this world and not on his word. You see, this tells us a few things. It tells us that we have the capacity, God gave us that capacity, to learn and to memorize things. But because we have just been good little church members, which Jesus never called anyone to be, he calls you to follow him and be his disciple. Where Satan comes in is he intercepts that allegiance through these false churches and false pastors. You see, if we're delighting in God, we are excited about and tuned in and attentive to his word as we read it every day. Let me say this also, as I often do, that if you're not in God's word daily, my friend, you are 
at best lukewarm and definitely backslidden. Now, you may get upset with me for saying that, but it's the absolute truth. And I find personally that anybody who balks at that statement, which is clearly biblical, I could go into that here in a minute, possibly. We'll see where this takes us. Is definitely in darkness to balk at that. Jesus said our walk with him is daily. And if it's not as Jesus says, then you're not following Jesus. Luke 9, 23 and 24, Jesus said that those that are going to follow him are going to deny themselves, take up their cross daily hello, and follow him. If you're not following him daily, which would include hearing from him by reading his words and spending quality moments in prayer, if you're not doing it on his prescription, you're not doing it. You see, that's where it comes in where he is going to tell so many that they're going to call him Lord, thinking they were saved. They might have been initially, but they didn't endure to the end. They didn't remain in Christ. They didn't abide in Christ. And he said, you're going to be cast into the fire if you don't remain, you don't continue in him. John chapter 15, verse six. But at judgment, they're going to go, Lord, he's going to say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Or depart from me, you cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Matthew 7 and chapter 25. Notice Proverbs 4, 4. He taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments and live. Let me ask you something. Are you retaining the word of God? This is a biblical principle precedence for memorizing. First of all, how can you know God's word good enough? You just can't. You can't. Yet again, we've got all of these things in politics and sports, and we know all about pets and all, but we don't even have the capacity or the desire in ourselves to memorize God's words. That's shocking. And yet we call ourselves believers. Now we have dumbed down Christianity. These false pastors have passed on this idea that it's okay to be lukewarm to love this world and to not be full of scripture. I don't I'm not going to address it that way. I'm going to tell you that if you love this world and you don't love Jesus uh, to the nth degree of priority, you don't know him and he does not know you. See, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now let me say that just because you know the best quarterbacks in the NFL does not mean you're not a Christian. But I'm just saying how is it that we can memorize all kinds of stats We can spout them off. I know people spout off all the, and yet we can't spout off five scriptures. Oh my. Wow. We are so deceived. It's time to lay down our lives in true repentance and follow Jesus for real. Man, I've seen people get saved and in the first two or three months, they had 60 or 70 Bible verses from the King James Bible memorized. You know, and then you always got these little pansies that I was like, well, it takes more than memorized. That's true. But how is it that you can memorize and know all of these things of the world and you don't memorize and know God's word, see, you're in big trouble. You are lukewarm. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And it's clear that you love the world. And that's why that you're so proficient in the things of the world, because that's where the affections of your heart are set. And again, it's time to repent. James 4.4 speaks of uh, spiritual adultery. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God, the enemy of God. Now, again, just because you like to cook, you like to watch a travel channel or a cooking channel, or you like basket, that doesn't mean you're not saved. Let's don't go, you know, off the deep end here. At the same time, 
time, I would challenge, why is it that you could memorize all of these things in the world and light up when they're talked about, and yet you're not lit up and full of scripture, and yet you claim to know God? I have my doubts when I read scripture. Are you doubting my salvation? Yeah, it might be the best thing that ever happened to you. It's time to shut up and repent. Lay the ax to the root and get rid of all the excuses. Repent, sinner, now. Lay down your life and follow Jesus for real. And when you do, his word is going to be your delight, just like it was to every man and woman of God who ever served him, as is clear from Genesis to Revelation. Example, Jeremiah the prophet, thy words were found. Jeremiah 15, 16, that means he looked for, searched out, and found his word, the words of God. Thy words were found, and I did eat them. I devoured and delighted in them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. What is it that your heart rejoices in, friend? What is it? Job, another example, the blessed brother Job. He said, I have esteemed the words of thy mouth more than my necessary food. Wow, I counted your word more than the steak the seafood, the gumbo, hello, all of these delightful foods we have. I've counted your word more important than all of them. Job 23, 12, another memory verse. Job 23, 12. Job and every man of God delighted in the words of God. They devoured them. They delighted in them. Amen. Jesus said, he that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore, he told the religious counterfeits, you don't hear them because you're not of God. And that brings us back to to our initial premise for this message. You see, some people claim to be saved, so many, and yet they have no heart, no ear. The middle three letters of heart is E-A-R. They have no ear for the Word of God. They have no taste for it. This is all a choice, by the way. The Bible says, let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly, that means abundantly. Colossians 3, verse 16. Here, Proverbs 4, 4. He taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. How is it that you're going to keep the Word of God if it doesn't? it's not being retained and flourishing inside of you by daily feeding, and sometimes I call it forced feeding, because it doesn't matter how you feel. You're getting that duff up in the morning, and your eyes are going straight into the Word of God. You're going to fall away if you don't take that stand. I can't do it for you, but it's time to get militant. Militant? Yeah, the Bible says in 2 Timothy 2 that we're to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. All right, let's drop down to verse 20 here in Proverbs 4. My son, attend to my words. Isn't it interesting how some people who claim to be following and knowing Jesus and going to heaven, they can get up and read the headlines of politics, what's going on in the world immediately. See, they're engrossed in all of that, but they're not engrossed in Jesus. They're not engrossed in partaking with the Son of God and teaching his word to other people as we see the soon return of our Lord Jesus Christ by the signs all around us of things that are happening, beginning with the many false prophets. Matthew 23, starting in verse 3, that's the first sign of the end. They'll get up and read a sports column or politics or listen to some false teacher or 
do something other than reading the words of God, King James Bible, by the way, if you're English speaking, unbelievable. If that's you, friend, if your heart pants after and you continue to allow your carnal mind to bring you into those things instead of getting in the word of God, it's time to lay the ax to the root, my friend. Repent. Amen. Repent. Oswald Chambers said it well when he said, if in your first waking moment you do not seek God in prayer and the Word of God, you will work on a wrong level all day long. You see, somebody listening is wondering why things are out of kilter in your life. Well, the Bible said, Jesus said, seek ye first, 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 first. Meditate on the word first. First doesn't mean second, it means first. See, when he's your first love, in other words, the highest priority in your life, then you're going to seek him first. And that takes a decision in your heart today to say, when I get up, you know, this is what I like to say every night. And it just kind of comes natural now. I've been doing it for years. Lord Jesus, I laid down last night and said this as I prayed and sought the Lord and said, Lord, if you allow me to wake up tomorrow morning, thank you that I'm going to be able to, and I will, to delight in you, oh God, to delight, to get in your word and to be full of the richness of your truth, oh God, and your beautiful statutes and precepts. Amen. And seek your face in prayer. That always gets, boom, you say that to your meditate and say that out loud. You know, this, the Bible does say that death and life are in the power of the tongue, Proverbs 18, 20 and 21. But the problem is not that truth, but the fact that the false prophets will siphon scripture like that, and then they'll get you confessing carnal things for your own self-enrichment. When the Bible says this life is not your own, it, you're not your own. You're bought with a price. You are crucified with Christ. So you should be employing, if you are of Christ truly, you will be employing the power of your words to seek and to serve him and others, not yourself. Never abandon to abuse. Never abandon a truth of God because somebody else abused it. Brother, where do you get the biblical precedence for saying that you're going to get up tomorrow morning and seek God's face in his word and prayer. Well, I just gave you the death and life from the power of the tongue. Also, 1 Chronicles twenty-two nineteen. now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. Another memory verse. Now set your heart. You said it. Where's your heart set? Don't we see that same word set in Colossians 3, 1 through 4? Now set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. Remember that? Set your affection on things above, not on the things of the earth, but on Christ who sits at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ and God. And when Christ, who is our life, is he your life? When Christ, if his word ain't your life, he's not your life. You prove it. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall we, those that are dead and buried in Christ, having their affection set on things above, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. Colossians 3, 1 through 4. So Proverbs 4, beginning in verse 20, my son, attend to my words. No other words. No other words. Put him first. Somebody says, well, I don't have an hour to read the Bible anymore. Well, start with a scripture, two scriptures, three scriptures, a chapter, God forbid. Reading a chapter in the Bible might take two or three minutes. Oh gosh, I don't have time for that. Really? You got time to play with your phone all day long. You got time to go feed your fat face. Yeah, I'm in your face about this. You got time to do everything else in the world except put Jesus first. Why? Because you haven't truly repented or you need to repent now. 
before it's too late. This is just the fruit, the bad fruit, coming out of an unrepentant heart. Return to me, the Lord says. Put away the idols of your heart, Ezekiel 14.3, Ezekiel, Hosea 14.1. Return unto me. Bring words before me, words of confession. Let God do the work. First thing you need to do is go to God, have a come to Jesus meeting of true repentance. And it's going to change the fruit of your life because when you truly repent, you're going to be full of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's going to lead you to delight in Jesus. The root determines the fruit always in the divine economy. My son, attend to my words incline thine ear. Amen. Set your affection on things. Incline your, turn your ear, your heart. Again, the first, the middle three letters of heart is ear. Incline thine ear unto what? My sayings. Genesis to Revelation, the word of God. Verse 21, let them not depart from thine eyes. Ah, stop for a minute. Oh, what did that just say? Let them not depart from thine eyes. Let the word of God be flooding into your eye gates every day. Let me tell you, this is going to change somebody's life. Somebody's life's going to be changed by this word right here. Is that going to be your life? Are you just going to crassly let this pass by you again as if God doesn't matter to you? Get specific. Get detailed here. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep your eyes full of the word of God. Flood your eye gates and your heart and mind with the words of God. You'll never be the same. That's how you're going to begin to taste and see that the Lord is good by ingesting his exceeding great and precious promises. Second Peter chapter one, let them not depart from thine eyes. Notice verse 21 of Proverbs four, speaking of attending to the words of God, inclining your ear unto the sayings, the written word of God, let them not depart from your eyes, from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. How is the words of God going to be in the middle of the midst of your heart, and they're not, if you're not letting, if you are letting them depart from your eyes, if you're not in the word of God, flooding your soul and your heart with the word of God daily through your eye gates, they're not going to be in the midst of your heart. You see, the psalmist, a man after God's own heart said, thy word, it is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Hallelujah. Psalm 119. How about verse 130? What's that say? Psalm 119, verse 130. The entrance of thy words entering in where? Through the eye gates from a heart that is set on the Lord truly. Don't tell me you're a man of God and you're not a man of the word of God. It's impossible. The two are married together. The true man of God is a man of the word of God. He speaks the words of God. So the entrance of thy words giveth light. Folks, the Bible says, put off the old man, put on the new man. That's a continual daily process or thing we do in the body of Christ. There's something to put off and that's the old man. You see, when a man doesn't seek the Lord and stay flooded with the the word of God, he will revert back to type. And what type is that? The sinful fallen nature. Somebody listening to me has been crying out to God for to be delivered from sin and from their inclinations. Well, that iniquity is not going away until you're with Jesus, if you're going to be with Jesus. But you see, you got to be crucified with Christ. You got to crucify that old man. You got to take him by the nap of the neck and shove his face to the ground, if you will. Better yet, call out to Jesus and ask him in prayer today to anoint you to the death and burial of self. And I want to encourage you as a fellow believer to every day memorize the cross, the word of the cross. I am dead. The Bible says you are dead and your life is his. 
connected with Christ and God. Colossians chapter 3, verse 3, and that you could say, Lord, I am dead and my life is hid with Christ in God. I'm no longer my own. I'm bought with the price of your blood, Lord Jesus. Not my will, but thine be done. You must increase, Lord Jesus, but I must decrease. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's all a string of scriptures right there. They should be flowing out of your mouth, and they will if they're flooding your heart and mind, beloved. Remember the first scripture we began with was Joshua 1.8, this book of the law, that's the Bible, shall not depart out of what? Your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Are you meditating on the word of God? If you're flooding your heart with the word of God and your mind, you're going to be able to meditate on the word of God. Remember we just read in Proverbs 4, 4, that let thine heart retain, retain, memorize my word. I'm telling you what, somebody is, the Holy Spirit is touched and you are going to begin to chew on and mull over and meditate on the word of God. And you're going to be saying with Jeremiah, thy words were found and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me, the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Hallelujah. The joy and rejoicing of your heart is going to come when you begin to fill your heart with the words of God through the eye gates. Amen. Devour the word of God. That was Jeremiah 15, 16. I want you to memorize that verse. Also, Ezekiel, I believe it's in chapter three. Ezekiel said he found the scroll of God, the words of God, and he ate it. Amen. And Ezekiel three, he ate the word of God. So verse 22 in Proverbs four, as we come to a close here, beloved, listen to this. The words of God are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Wow. God's word will even bring healing to your flesh. Again, we don't abandon to abuse for they, as you keep them in the midst of your heart here, Proverbs 4, 20 through 23 here, they're going to be life to those that find them. You got to look for, devour and search and read and memorize them. See, for they are life unto those that find them. Are you looking for and searching the scriptures like Jesus said to do John 5, 39 and 40. And then you're going to see him. Amen. The day star is going to arise in your heart as you keep your eyes on Jesus by reading what he gave you in his word. Second Peter chapter one. Don't even dare go in second Peter chapter one and not expect to get your mind blown. I'm just going to leave that nugget right there. Don't even dare to read through and pray and dig into and search out and listen and attend to the words of second Peter one without expecting a complete revolution in your life to the glory of God. Second Peter chapter one. So verse 22, as we close here, Proverbs four, for they, the words of God are life. How many people want to be full of the life of Jesus under those that find them and health to all, even their flesh. And here's verse 23. We're all familiar with it, but look at the context. Keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. The life of Christ will issue out of your heart, which is in the Hebrew means the source. A lot of times we're trying to change behavior. We're trying to change the fruit, but 
but the root determines the fruit, and the root matter is the heart. Mark 7, 20 through 23, Jesus said, all of these evil things emanate and come out of your heart. Again, Mark 7, 20 through 23. See, the heart is the source. You fill the heart with the Word of God. You let it circumcise your heart. You obey it. You attend to those words and cry out to Jesus to do His work in you deeper and deeper every day. See, keep your heart with all diligence is what? You don't do that yourself other than you get the Word of God in the midst of your heart. We just read it. This is the passage that's going to change your life. Proverbs 4, verse 20 through 23. Wow. That's how you keep your heart with all diligence is that you keep the Word of God in your heart. Now, somebody say, no wonder that I have been faltering and intermittent and inconsistent all this time after Jesus saved me. But now you have a track to run on. You got God's word to run on here. Keep your heart with all diligence, beloved of God. That pertains to specifically context here, keeping the words of God in the midst of your heart, attending to the words of God, inclining your ear, your heart and your ear to his sayings, keeping them flowing into your eye gates. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them in hell to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Amen. Heavenly Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that there would be an axe laid to the root within every life right now, a repentance, a deep dying, a crying out to you to anoint us, Lord, we pray, to the death and burial of self. Give us the concept of the cross that you taught, Lord, as only you can teach individual hearts. Let us truly be crucified with Christ, nevertheless living, but yet not us, but Christ living in us, the one who gave his life for us. Fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit, Lord, and multiply your grace to our lives in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen, Lord Jesus. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several, many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners are being reached every month, and you're prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting. And feel free to visit our donate page on the site. And you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon. And you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so. And a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country and all over the world. And may God be praised that there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say together in the words of Revelation 22, even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen. 